Hey, this is Lori from Hike, sharing stories that inspire us to explore, wander, and live. So in this month, I am sharing all trail stories, and I'm really excited to kick it off this week with Liz Thomas, who is going to talk to us about backpacking and prepping for long trails. And then we're going to talk to someone about the Wonderland Trail. I get to talk to another person who's hiked the Appalachian Trail and then closing it out with the Great Divide Trail. So really great month to bring to you. And it's also my birthday month. So just uh, trying to make it extra special for you. I want to say thank you again to those who have been leaving me reviews. I have one more I want to read. Um, A five-star review from Don't Want to Write a Review. (laughs) Great hiking podcast. I enjoy this podcast a lot. I have learned about so many hiking and trail-related programs, not to mention about many trails I have never even heard of. Lori invites very interesting guests that are just so passionate about what they do. Makes me want to jump out of my work chair and hit the trail. Well, thank you, because that's what I'm trying to get out uh, into the world and definitely want to get people out of their chairs and and onto the trail. And I would love to hear from you. So please consider leaving me a review. Uh, Leave me a message on social media at The Hike Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can email me the old-fashioned way, hikepodcast at gmail.com. So let's get into the show today. I am so excited to bring you Liz Thomas, trail name Snorkel. She is such an accomplished hiker. And, you know, for those of you who have maybe wanted to get into backpacking or are in backpacking, but you just want more information, you know, she is an expert. She's a triple crown hiker. And in 2011, she broke the women's unsupported speed record on the Appalachian Trail. She's done a lot of urban hiking. She has founded a website called Treeline Review, which is taking all of her experience and giving people a new way to think about gear. So um, we get into that as well. So take a listen to my conversation with Liz Thomas. So I'm here with Liz Thomas. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on, Lori. Yeah, so, um, so... You're you're pretty well known in the hiking world, so I don't know if I need to give you an introduction, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Liz, you're you're well known for doing long distance hiking. I mean, you've got a lot of hikes under your belt. You're also an author. You're an advocate. Um, so you know you're very passionate um, about about hiking itself. And I think you're also, are you still um, on the board at Alda West as well? Uh, my term was actually up um, last year, but I'm still uh, involved with Alda West. And I think maybe from the outside, it still looks like I'm <laughs> But um, yes, I, I'm retired, but still very involved. Retired, but not retired from hiking. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, so Liz, I mean, I guess the first question is, um, so did you always know that, you know, you loved the outdoors and loved hiking or did it come to you a little later? Um, kind of a combination. So I had a first grade teacher who was really into the outdoors and took our class on field trips and I really, really loved it. She took us to this little like nature trail um, by the river 
which is, you know, like three miles of trail, maybe, and full of endangered species, or not endangered, <laughs> uh, invasive species. Um, but it was still really, really cool for me. Um, and I didn't grow up an outdoorsy family, but I would always try to get the family to go back to that nature center um, after first grade. And I loved it so much that I even had my third grade birthday party at this nature center. Oh, wow. So yeah, you really did love it. Um, yeah, I invited everyone in my class and I sent them invitations and I said, hey, um, we want to be there when the animals are active. So meet us at the trailhead at 530 in the morning and people actually came. So you really did a, a third grade 530 in the morning. Yes. I wonder I, what the parents were thinking. <laughs> people who showed up. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you know, between that being at the nature center, um, and college that, that was pretty much, I loved being in nature, but that was pretty much as outdoorsy as I got. Um, and it wasn't until I started getting involved with my college's outdoor club that I really started getting into, um, you know, climbing peaks, uh, going on longer hikes, um, thinking that backpacking might be something I would want to do. So I know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's very intimidating um, to get into backpacking, to get into long distance hiking. There is so much, there's a lot of information out there now. I mean, this, you know, being in the digital age and you can Google and, and get lists upon lists and, you know, advice upon advice. But, you know, for someone who is looking at like, hey, I want to figure this out, there's got to be a way, I mean kind of take it step by step. And I'm just wondering, I know that you did, uh, was it Ask a Thru-Hiker? Was that the column? Yeah, Ask a Yeah, Yeah. So, so I know that like you were doing a column to, I think in Backpacker magazine Backpacker for, magazine. for all the questions that like newbies, uh, like me, you know, want to ask, right? Like all the things that we think, oh, these are dumb questions or, you know, or like, you know, things you, you want to ask, but you don't maybe know someone to ask. So like, okay, so that's a long question, but basically it's like, what do you do when you're in this situation? And, you know, how can you kind of prep to really become, you know, whether you're just doing a section hike or a longer hike, you know, what are some things to think about? Yeah. Um, there's so much to think about. And I, I always tell people the hardest thing to learn is a thing that you don't realize you have to learn the, 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 the biggest thing you don't know is the things that you don't know um, sort of experience um, so I, I did write a book with Backpacker uh, called uh, Long Trails Mastering the Art of the Through Hike where I, I sat down um, for a very long time with, with an editor um, who I really respected who hadn't been on a through hike and she kind of just laid it all out like an ask a through hiker like where do I start and we had big, um, giant, like post-it notes on the walls and she was moving around things. And, um, I think working together over this, I mean, 12 hour period of rearranging things really, um, you know, it was like a brain dump for me, but it also helped us really organize up step by step. What makes the most sense to learn the most and what gets a lot of, um, hype, but maybe isn't that important, which would be probably gear and food. <laughs> so gear and food, all the hype, but you know, you can, you can make your work, right? I mean, ultimately. Um, but everyone knows that they need gear and they need food. So that's what we put on the front cover. But the book is at the beginning of the gear chapter, which is like 
three quarters of the way through the book um, because that's really how important we thought gear was. Um, you know, we say like gear isn't that important. Um, so many other things, planning, um, mental attitude, physical fitness are, are, are much more important. So let's talk about those three. Um, so on the, the planning side for your hikes, you know, now you might, you know, really be dialed in and kind of know, depending on the, you know, the time of year, the you know, the season, the terrain, kind of what's, what kind of planning needs to go into it. But what are some things that you would recommend for someone who's, you know, looking at, like, say, you know, right now, a lot of people are looking to start their AT hike, for example, or PCT or CDT. And what kinds of, uh, I guess, what what kinds of advice would you give them about just the planning itself? Yeah, um, I would say, well, first of all, I would say check out my book. And it's mm-hmm. actually available in a lot of libraries, which makes me super happy. Um, but, uh, you know, planning, a lot of it has to do with timing. Um, and a lot of it has to do with practicing at home, um, I would say. And I would also say one of the things that ends up being the most valuable is if you happen to live in an area where there are, are people who have through hiked the trail, section hiked the trail you're really interested in, I mean, just sitting down with people, um, you know, offer to take them out for coffee or um, on the, the West Coast, we have the American Long Distance Hiking Association, which holds these um, workshops um, in five different states. And, you know, it's a one day workshop, but you can get so much out of it by hearing different people's opinions. And I think, um, you know, sometimes it's it can be really intimidating thinking I'm the only person who's like me who has ever done this. Um, and I think going to these gatherings or meeting other people, um, starts making it, making it feel more real. Um, and especially it makes, makes it, it's so empowering to see someone who looks like you or maybe who's the same age as you or from the same place as you who's done it. Yeah. I think Liz, you make a good point too, about the personal connection, like actually going out and talking to someone going, you know, and sitting in a room of people that may have been in that situation and can give you advice because, um, you know, in many cases, we're not making that connection, or we're just, you know, kind of reading blogs, or, you know, looking at, you know, people's Instagram posts, but that doesn't, you know, tell the whole story. Yeah, and I mean, so much of the story with through hiking is really one foot in front of the other. It's really easy on Instagram to be like, hey, beautiful place. Um, but there's a sort of resilience, there's um, tricks for the mind, there's tricks for the body, and all of those are very minor and maybe not Instagram worthy, but they're, they're the things that, that make it possible to, to go the whole way. So I think that leads into the whole, you know, mental, you know, ability and, you know, where you're at and your mental attitude. So do you think a lot of it just has to do with the willpower of, you know, I'm going to do this and, you know, I don't want to quit and, you know, I'm going to have a positive attitude about, you know, the next few months. You know, I think attitude matters a lot, but I've been recently thinking a lot about attitude and, um, you know, having good gear that you really like, for example, um, that isn't causing you problems. It's almost like attitude is a bit of the backup plan. Like if if everything is going right and you're having a beautiful day and your friends are great and your food is delicious and your feet don't hurt it's not about willpower because you're having a great time. You're so motivated and excited to be out there. Um, so I think a lot of the stuff, um, 
stuff that, that seems like skills, um, once you get those mastered, it's a lot easier to get into that mental state where you're like, I'm having a great time. This is the best day of my life. And not even thinking about like grinding through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly possible to grind through it. Um, and that's what, where willpower comes in. But the way that I like to think about willpower is it's kind of like a last resort. Ah, oh, no, that's interesting. And then, I mean, hand in hand, you were also talking about the physical fitness, you know, just being prepared in the sense of, you know, even if you're not in the best shape, maybe understanding your body's limitations. Um, I know even on, you know, certain hikes where I, you know, going too hard, I'm not listening, I'm not slowing down, I'm not stretching, you know, in the mornings. Um, What are some, you know, thoughts you have about, you know, the physical aspect? Yeah, I think that a lot of people think that you need to be in super great shape to go on a through hike. And one of the things I love about through hiking is it's, um, it's, it's an extraordinary thing that's, that's within grasp of ordinary people. Um, and I think can think of so many people um, who start trails really not in very good shape, but they listen to their bodies. They set very reasonable goals for themselves, and they're able to go so much further than they or anyone else would have expected. Um, and I do think listening to your body and telling your body, hey, I'm going to hold back. You know, I, you know, there's that old joke like, oh, this isn't a, a mile race. This is a marathon. Well, this isn't a marathon when you're on a through hike. This is a 2,000 mile plus hike. Um, so really, really taking things slow and steady ends up being so much more important than just straight physical fitness. So you put the book out. You worked with someone who had no experience with um, with backpacking, right? I mean, they were not not a long distance hiker. Yeah, I, I mean, she was an editor for Backpacker, so mm-hmm. she sort of had a backpacking um, mindset. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. As far as through hiking goes, I think she she was she was really new and very curious about how to go about starting from scratch. So you'd recommend for someone who is looking into, you know, maybe doing a long distance hike, that this would be a good uh, kind of resource to dive into, you know, in addition to, like you said, taking someone out to coffee, going to, going to the talks and, you know, just kind of putting those feelers out. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the other things about when I wrote my book, um, I, I was looking, there, there aren't many books on how to through hike. And one of the things that I noticed was that um, the other books who were written by men who are very accomplished through hikers, um, they weren't talking about some of the things that I think are the most difficult or enriching parts of being a through hiker, which is um, how do you tell your family you're going to go on a hike? How do you quit your job? How do you leave your house and your stuff and your pets and your loved ones and your friends um, and convince them that you're not crazy for doing this? Um, which in many ways I think is that, I mean, that's like the first chapter figuring out why you want to do this, um, and how to go about going through all of these logistics, um, before you even go out and do it. Oh, but that's so true. Cause you really, with anything that you're doing, um, especially some kind of, uh, you know, a big kind of initiative like this, you do need to know the why. And, and I think, like you said, that leads to probably being able to then easily put that plan together of this is how I'm going to tell my family, this is how I'm going to sell it to my, you know, boss and work and because I have the purpose behind it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, boss and work, that's a really great segue, too, because 
I mean, I get so often people will ask me, how do you find the time and how do you have the money to do this? And I have my story, but there's so many different ways people go about making through hikes happen. And when I um, was asked by Backpacker to write this book, um, I didn't just want to include my story because like not everyone wants to write about gear for a living um, or write about backpacking for a living. I wanted to include people from young people, um, mid-career people, retired people, all coming from different walks of life. So this book is almost a collection of stories of, you know, sometimes what, what I suggest is a little bit different than someone who's retired, for example. But I really wanted people to find someone they can relate to and an experience they can relate to. So you said the book's available. Um, is it available at Amazon? And then you said even some, you know, libraries, you can pick it up. Is it uh, e- ebook and print form? Yeah, it's ebook and print for uh, Amazon. Some REIs, but not all of them sell it. And a lot of local gear stores, especially around long distance trails, will sell it. Um, Yeah. And if a gear store or a bookstore doesn't have it, you should ask them for it because they're usually pretty good about being able to find it. Okay, great. Well, I will put the links to the at least the sites where, you know, like Amazon, where I can uh, find it in the show notes so people can easily go uh, look it up. Thank you so much. I, I wrote this book specifically because I went through so many turmoils and pain and money that I didn't need to spend in my early through hikes. And if this book can help someone, that was the goal to help people who were in that same position I was when I was getting started. So basically, this is the book that you wrote that you would have given to yourself, you know, if you could go back in time. Yes, definitely. I think that might even be like on the first page of the <laughs> introduction yeah totally so so what what do you think besides you know your approach um how I guess you know I'm curious to see how do you think trails have changed you yeah I I've thought a lot about this and I I think in some ways trails and being on long trails completely changed some of my brain chemistry. When I think about how I thought about the world, how I thought about other people, how I thought about myself before I started hiking long trails, um, and then after, it's like I'm a completely different person. Um, and, and the way that I'm able to to be given um, obstacles or challenges in life and how I think about them has completely changed after being a through hiker. I feel like it makes people less stressed in general. I mean, just being on the trail. And I know that, I mean, in certain, that there's stress, stressful situations that you have to encounter, you know, when you're going on, you know, whether it's just a weekend trip or, you know, months long. Um, but I, I do find that whatever time that I'm personally out in nature, it's just, it is a calming influence for sure. Yeah. And I mean, even on a day, short day hike, I, if I go on a day hike and I'm angry about so-and-so send something email or I have to do this, um, even after an hour or 45 minutes, I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do that. Or I have to respond to this person. But I, I completely, it, it loses its scale um, when, when, when compared against the, enormousness of nature and the beauty of nature. It doesn't make the problem go away, but it makes it important in my mind. And 
I know you've done some things too to bring awareness to like connecting urban parks to each other and, you know, finding urban trails because not everyone has access to, you know, maybe easily do a long, long distance, you know, hike of, you know, one of the major, you know, scenic trails. So can you touch on a little bit of, of why you feel some of that is important? Yeah. So I first started getting into urban through hiking kind of on a, a, a dare. Someone uh, cold emailed me uh, on my website and said, hey, um, we some friends and I put together this urban through hike. Uh, it's about the same length as the John Muir Trail, the same elevation gain, but it's all within the city of Los Angeles. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And they tried a couple other um, more like celebrity through hikers and all of them were like, no way, uh, not, not interested. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I could, I was living in Colorado at the time. I said, well, maybe I could get in a longer hike during the winter and it'll totally be fine. No snow. Um, and I absolutely loved it because it had so much of the exploration and, um, and the, the mental peace and, um, the excitement that I have being in nature on a hike. Um, but it was all within a city. Yeah. And so you're getting to, uh, interact with people. You're getting to, to know the different places that, you know, different neighborhoods, different, um, you know, things to eat that are within, you know, that section of, of the city. So I imagine that it's just a lot of, like you said, you know, unique experience. And, and the active urban hiking, uh, even places where I am hike, even places that are part of, of my commute, for example, uh, a walking com- that I do go to every day. When I'm in an urban hike, it changes my focus, and I see things that I didn't see before, and I see um, the places that I thought I was familiar with with new eyes. Uh, it's it's really um, it's really interesting with the mind and how mindset can influence. So do you like to go back to some of the, uh, the same trails that you've done? Do you like to revisit, to revisit them? Um, I have for nature trails. Um, Mm -hmm. and I have a little bit for, um, some of the urban trails as well, as well. You also had mentioned, uh, before, you know, when we were talking about getting ready for hiking and I'm curious, I guess for urban hike, you probably didn't have to deal with a lot of gear, uh, at least from a uh, overnight perspective, were you staying, you know, maybe in hostels and, and different situations or, or were you actually finding places to camp in the city as well? It depends on the urban hike. I usually try to plan my route so that I will stay with friends, which is another great advantage of urban hikes. When I urban hiked Seattle, I stayed, it was a two week hike and I stayed with a different friend uh, every night. And um, when I hiked San Francisco, I stayed with friends that I'd met in elementary school all the way through graduate school. Uh, and, you know, I got to reconnect. It was a good excuse to reconnect with people who I'm like, maybe, you know, Facebook friends or following mm-hmm. Instagram, but, you know, like, I don't really know what's on, going on in their life. Um, uh, yeah, so um, that that's, that's kind of my strategy usually. But occasionally, depending on the route and whether it's a, a little more wild, um, I, I have done a little bit of camping as well. So I know that a lot of times people are hung up on on that, the whole, you know, gear aspect, because it, it is an essential piece of actually doing a hike. You know, you have to figure out, you know, what 
your tent or you know hammock set up how are you gonna how are you gonna sleep what are you going to uh to put everything in what kind of backpack and uh you know so I think that's something that I know uh, when I'm looking at taking a trip I get stressed about what are some things that you have done or kind of recommend in kind of thinking about gear and gear decisions and how we can just make it easier yeah, uh, that's actually a really great question. Something I've been been trying to figure out for many years um, because gear changes. It can be intimidating. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so about a year and a half ago, I I've ridden for various um, backpacker as well as other various uh, wire cutter, various outdoor media on gear, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about how to make it more accessible. And uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, my hiking partner and I launched a gear website called Treeline Review, where our focus is um, taking, I'd say, like a multidimensional data point way of thinking about gear. So we we look at what all of the major outdoor media says about a specific item and try to find the most popular items that all of the outdoor media loves Mm -hmm. and then compare that with what the customer reviews are on various websites to see if they line up and then we test the gear ourselves. So we've got this like triangulation of ways of looking at gear. Um, And in that way we, we really are trying to emphasize the tried and true that have the highest level of success on all three of those points of the triangle. So you're not just looking at, Hey, these are the, the big companies are are touting. Um, these are the ones that you know are really, you know, loved by customers. But you're and then you're also testing them out, right? And you know, one of the the main advantages of this is that um, we kind of stay out of the the hype of what's new and fashion new yeah. and latest and greatest and the most expensive. Um, we really are trying to steer people towards the sort of tried and true. So even if you hit the trail kind of like as a, as a green thumb, everyone would look at your gear and be like, yeah, that that's legit. Those, those are, those are exactly a solid pick and they're going to last you for 10 years. So for me, um, is it also like, what's the easiest tent to actually put up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that we talk about too is, um, we lay out all of our criteria and uh-huh. ease of something that, um, is very important to me because I'm, I'm a little, you wouldn't believe this, but I'm a little spatially challenged when it comes to setting things up. I don't like reading, uh, instructions. Um, so for me, I really want gear that's intuitive Yeah. because I know that gear that I've owned that isn't intuitive kind of sits in my garage for a while and I don't use it until maybe someone will show me how to set it up or I figure out how to sell it. Um, to a friend, but, uh, yeah, intuitive gear is, is really important. So, yeah, I'm taking a look at, at the website here, treelinereview.com. And I love that there's just, it's just a variety. It's like all kinds of gear and things that, yes, you'd, you would need for, I mean, and it's not just through hiking, it's, you know, whether you're a trail runner and you're just, you know, need a good head, headlamp and, you know, just, you know, everything, ski gloves, you have, um, you know, jackets, um, just, you know, yoga mats. So just really for anything in your outdoors and active life. Yeah. And certainly a lot of the gear reviews, we will 
test them for 800 miles or a thousand miles or even a thousand miles on through hikes. Um, not the yoga mats, uh, <laughs> wow. or skiing. um, but, but we really take that same mindset of, um, trying to triangulate our findings, um, to all of our gear items. And many times when we started doing like a yoga mat review, it was because someone, on our team said, Hey, uh, I need to figure out what yoga mat to get. Can we use the same process to figure out? Um, and then we'll go find a, a yoga expert to look into all of these things. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really helped us, uh, figure out what, what, what's worth people's time to make that buying process a little bit easier. Yeah. And like you said, so you don't have things just in your garage or worse, not even recycled, just thrown away. Um, you know, yeah. this is, and, and so much, you know, these days, uh, you know, things come out, what, you know, every year or every two years, there's a new model and, and people can think, you know, if they listen a lot to, um, you know, media and things like that, where, oh, well, something's new, I need to get the latest and greatest. So how do you counter some of that? Yeah, I would say um, helping people buy gear right the first time. I know as a through hiker, um, one of the reasons why my through hikes were my early through hikes were so expensive is that I would buy a piece of gear. It, I didn't buy right the first time, so I had to buy another piece of gear uh, and to replace it. And you know, at the end, I had several backpacks and several tents. And so many people have this same story. And um, and I think the more time both my hiking partner slash co-founder of Treeline and I spend outdoors, the more we really have come to respect nature and really think about our footprint. So buying less gear, neither of us buy a lot of stuff. And gear is one of the things we love hiking. <laughs> um, we love being outdoors. So gear is one of the things we will buy. And we really want to be mindful about what we do buy. You even have a, a deal finder on the site. So you are, you know, helping people who are looking for maybe, you know, a good sale. Yeah. And the thing about our deal finder too is, um, you, as I'm sure anyone who's, been alive on like Black Friday. There's lots of deals out there, but they're not always on the things that people actually want. Um, and they try to make it look very flashy and you buy it anyway. But so we will only um, post deals for things that we already recommend that have already got gotten um, past all of our various tests and gone through our process to be recommended. So what are some people telling you of feedback based on this site? Are, are you people reaching out? Yeah, people are reaching out and, you know, it's it's surprising. I'm planning an urban hike um, in San Antonio, Texas uh, next month. And one of the urban planners that I was talking to earlier today about how to, you know, where, where should I hike? Um, where are the greenways? That sort of thing was like, oh, I love Treeline Review. It's been so helpful in figuring out gear for some upcoming trips. And I was like, oh, I, I totally was not expecting that <laughs> in the middle of this call. Um, because I, I kind of, you know, I've got the Liz Thomas hiking, but Treeline Review is a little bit separate in my life. And it's cool that people are reaching out and, and finding it to be really helpful and saving them time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I I know I plan on kind of deep diving into certain sections, you know, that I'm I'm looking to get new gear. So, so yeah, I think it's very helpful. And I think uh, listeners will also think it's helpful to especially like you said that, you know, these are 
very honest reviews and, you know, you're looking at different things to, to figure out how to bring all that information together and, and, and you're all testing it. So, so that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Thank you so much, Lori. Yeah. I mean, our goal is to find stuff that people love so much that they never want to put in a landfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I'm really excited that more people who read it, um, and, and find things they love the, the better, the better, the more enjoyable their trips outdoors will be. And also the better will be for the planet. So what are, you know, you said you're going to San Antonio and doing an urban hike through there. So what else do you have going on this year? Um, so that is definitely something that, that is, uh, I'm really excited about, um, bike Texas, which is, um, which also covers pedestrian and all sorts of active transportation. Uh, they're a nonprofit, um, a statewide nonprofit, um, is holding a conference. And I spoke at one of their conferences two years ago about the experience of being an urban hiker and, and how it's made me think about city infrastructure. And, um, they were so excited about that talk that they asked me to do this urban hike in San Antonio in conjunction with their conference. So um, this is one of the first trips where I've uh, really been very involved with people in government who are part of the process of, of putting together um, the, the walkable and bikeable infrastructure. So it's been really, really exciting planning this trip. And that's really interesting because then you're talking to people who can make the difference. I mean, these are you know people that are either you know it's local government or whether it's legislature and uh, passing you know bills. Uh, I think it's bringing that message. I know um, I've heard that there's some you know events and different things like I've heard of hike the hill, which I know yeah. brings a lot of. Um, hikers uh, together and advocates. And is that something that you've participated in as well? Yeah, I've done Hike the Hill um, a handful of times now. Unfortunately, I won't make it out this year. I'm also an ambassador for American Hiking Society and Hike the Hill is one of their big events um, that they do every February. And, um, you know, it can be intimidating. Uh, you know, there it can be intimidating talking to our representatives. And I think it's so good to go there and start to wrap uh, wrap our head around how how um, laws are made, what the process is, um, and and really let it be known that I care about public land, I care about trails, I care about hiking so much that I'm willing to travel across the country to talk about it. Yeah, and it sounds like you know from what I've heard and read, it's a very hectic uh, few days, but you're meeting with you know a lot of different uh, government officials and different uh, representatives uh, who have what the uh, uh, states with the national scenic trails and, and things like that. So it, it sounds like it's uh, well worth the effort though. So it's kind of uh, some very good work that, that uh, the society is, is doing and bringing together. Yeah. I would say one of the, the cool things about going to hike the hill um, is that afterwards the American hiking society does such a great job of letting attendees know, Hey, here are the bills. Here are the really important things that nationwide we need to keep our eyes out for. So one of the most useful things for me really has been able to take some of the things that I've learned back to my communities of long distance hikers, back to the events that I go to and be like, Hey, you should call your representative about this. You should call your Senator about this because it's, it's really, it's, it's really, you know, it's one thing to call and say, Hey, I care about public lands, but to be like, Hey, I care about Senate bill 
1533 or whatever, um, vote yes or vote no. Um, that matters so much more to the legislative aides. Yeah. And there's so much awareness that I guess isn't out there, especially when there's open commenting times and, yeah. and different things that, you know, I'm starting to see more information about. And I love that, you know, different organizations are really trying to help that awareness, but it is something that I don't think we talk about enough in the hiking community. I completely agree. And it's something that I, I really think if the hiking community were, um, we're such a force and we could definitely change things, um, to, to make sure that these opportunities to go hiking, um, in certain places will continue to exist for many generations. So I know we, you know, started out talking about, you know, people maybe getting ready to go out on a trail or considering they're starting their planning, whether they're um, doing a long distance hike and maybe it's next year, maybe it's just a dream they have in their, in, you know, in their head right now. And they're just trying to figure it all out. Like you said, you know, that first step of, you know, knowing the why behind it so you can, you know, move forward for the class, I guess that's starting this year, you know, whatever hike they're doing, what maybe is one key piece of, of wisdom that you want to impart on them? Yeah, I, I actually end my book with this, um, which is if anything feels wrong, just stop and sit and think about it. Mm. Um, and eat something and drink something. Um, I think eat so often I know for myself, if I'm making poor decisions or feeling overwhelmed, it's possibly because I'm hungry and thirsty and tired. And I think just taking that minute to put things in perspective, get the blood sugar back up can make going back into whatever was difficult, whatever was challenging, whatever I was worried about on trail helps put it in perspective a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a really good piece of advice. And I think even one that we can carry into the rest of our lives. (laughs) True. Many of the the lessons from hiking end up carrying over. Uh, So Liz, I just want to say thank you for coming on and, uh, you know, sharing things that you've been putting out there. I think you've got so much. I mean, we only touched on a little piece of it, but you have lots of different books and lots of articles and, you know, information. You've been such a, I guess, active person in the hiking you know, community of, of wanting to share your knowledge and experience. And, and I guess as as a recipient of that, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Lori. That means a lot. Sometimes I feel like I'm out there just kind of saying what I think. Um, so I really, I really love hearing that that it's helping people and making people think about nature a little bit differently. For listeners out there, or anyone you know who you know takes a listen to this podcast, what's uh, you know what are some ways to connect with you and to see what you're up to? Yeah, um, that's that's a great question. So I'm on Instagram at Liz Thomas Hiking. That's all one word, lowercase. Um, as well as Facebook, Liz Thomas Hiking. And um, if you have any sort of gear questions, I'm at Treeline Review. That's the website, www.treelinereview.com. And also Treeline Review on Instagram and Treeline Review on Facebook. Uh, No spaces, all lowercase. All right. Well, I'll also put links to all of these in the show notes. And uh, I look forward to going out there and, and like I said, diving into uh, Treeline Review a little more. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks again for listening today. Check the show notes so that you can link to Liz Thomas's book, 
long trails mastering the art of the through hike and for ways to find her at Treeline Review and also Liz Thomas Hiking. I know she would love to hear feedback from you about what you thought. So I'm really looking forward to a full month ahead of stories from the trail. And of course, throughout the rest of the season, I've got some great things lined up, but of you know, would love to hear from you of something that you really want to see me cover. So if you've got an idea, just drop me a line. Ultimately, I just want to see you out on the trail. So until next time, see you on the trail. Mm-hmm.